So welcome to episode 6 of Montana Voices. Certainly a lot to discuss here. We're post-election. We have the unofficial, uh, quote, official results in right now. Um, so, but first, matter of business, and I'll let uh, Bryce do the rundown on that. Hello again. Let's get right to it here. Um, first and foremost, if you would ever like to get a hold of us here, management things, of course, uh, email if you want to get to us over that. It's going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us on Twitter, it's going to be at Montana underscore voices. And if you want to get to us at Facebook, it's going to be at Montana Voices Podcast. If we are on all these social medias, uh, 4chan still pending. We uh, have had some turmoil with our uh, hosting platform or where we host these things. It's a completely different world as we're finding out. Uh, YouTube can host uh, random videos and keep them up there for a century, but if you want to put audio for streaming on the internet, you, you have to pay somebody to do it, and that's sort of where we're at right now, is our reluctance to do that. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, you know, there's no, like, regulation necessarily over uh, doing so, but it's just odd that uh, YouTube is, you know, giving us the ability to do it with video, you know, no matter what. Videos are going to be there no matter what you put up in years to come until there's some sort of energy crisis that kills every YouTube server out there. Um, however, when it comes to an audio stream for a podcast, um, they're going to charge you uh, tooth and nail. Uh, to the tune of either 12 or $16 a month and more if we uh, grow even bigger. So, yeah, a tooth and nail, those uh, numbers add up quick. Indeed. Uh, extortion by some standards, mine included. Uh, you know, but hey, that's uh, late-stage capitalism for you, so you know, we'll get to that at a later time. But either way, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, you know, we'll shell out the cash if we need to for it here in order to keep it going, I think. But, uh, you know. And like if we can make uh, $16 a month somehow to cover it, but uh, <laughs> one step at a time. Ah, jeez. Maybe we can get uh, the government or George Soros to pay for it. Yeah, uh, you keep on getting accused of being on the George Soros payroll, and uh, uh, I'm wondering, how do you get on that payroll? And, uh, you know, I assume the checks are good, so... Well, uh, we're going to find out here. I'm going to see if I can get it channeled over. Um, I'm sure it's got to go through some sort of offshore account, but I'm going to see if I can get it funneled into um, an account over at a podcasting hosting platform, and then we can keep the, uh, the spirit and the voice alive. Absolutely, and uh, well, we'll just make our own uh, podcasting forum or podcasting website, uh, certainly within our abilities. Uh. <laughs> Blackjack and hookers, no doubt. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, big things in um, election. Uh, that happened uh, last week, and I went to bed thinking that uh, Matt Rosendale had won the election because that was what was widely reported, and he was the projected winner about 10, 30, 11 when I uh, tucked in. But uh, come in the morning, uh, a complete switch. I was uh, went to sleep a bit disappointed, but woke up uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you know, I was in the same boat there. I uh, hit the sack and thought that we had gone full red there um, for the first time in a while. And then when I woke back up, it still kind of seemed that way. Got up fairly early, but uh, once I uh, got the kids in the car there to go look at my phone one last time, uh, I was grabbing my coffee and... Uh, I saw the tester starting to pull ahead, and I was like, whoa, well, geez, I thought that they had called that, but I suppose that they're still counting up stuff here, so... 
Um, this is going to be interesting. So I didn't like, I just didn't want to stay focused on it, so I uh, went about my day, and then later on, um, I saw a post on Facebook about it that he had won, and uh, very pleasantly surprised by that. And absolutely, and it's totally not what I expected. Uh, I guess the uh, larger counties uh, uh, that are likely to vote blue are quicker at counting their uh, their votes, uh, probably due to resources and such. Um, and those counties were reporting as as of the time I tucked in, um, Missoula, uh, Cascade, of course, uh, Yellowstone, and uh, Gallatin uh, were all already reporting. So the major votes were in, and I wasn't expecting uh, you know deep rural. You know, Blaine County population 100, uh, or is that even right? I don't know how many people live in Blaine County. Apologies if you're in Blaine County. Oh, jeez. It's definitely more than 100. Um, gosh, you know, now I feel obligated that we have to go correct that, so let me look it up real quick here so we can get a, uh, a number on the list there. Population 6,708 as of 2017. Uh. So. Well, that's enough to turn this election. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what did it here, Blaine. I forget what, what county did it. Um, somebody said, um, I want to say, I saw an article and some some of the comments were like, yeah, Butte turned it around, or, um, gosh, whoever voted blue. Somebody came through unexpectedly blue when uh, everyone thought it was going to be red. Well, you'd think that would be a... Uh most of Montana. Uh, I think I sent you a map um, earlier this week uh, about sort of the voter turnout county by county, whereas every county that has a, you know, one of the reservations on voted blue. Um, is that uh, five of them or, or six of them, excuse me? Or is it seven? I can never remember <laughs> mixing it up here. But uh, yeah, reservation counties voted solidly blue, which is uh, not very surprising, but these... Uh, other small counties really came through. What a surprise. Yeah, it was, uh, wow. I mean, everyone, we, we knew that everyone was going to come out in force for this one um, just because, you know, they had previously. But, um, well, not previously, but I mean, just the uh, the amount of ramp up you saw coming up to this. And then on top of that, the amount of money that you saw spending. Uh, in the podcast we had right before the elections, I had talked about the amount of uh, spending and uh, the advertisements that you saw in the past for Tester and Conrad Burns and how it was exactly the same with Rosendale. And, um, you know, I think that that got everyone psyched up again in the same regard there to an extent, um, at least to the point where they were irritated enough seeing the same uh, commercial three times in a row uh, when they're trying to watch their uh, streaming platform of choice that they were finally done. Yeah, absolutely, and that uh, also I wonder if uh, the four presidential visits actually um, you know helped or hurt Rosendale, because um, without that attention, it probably would have been another midterm election that we, you know, honestly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. Yeah, it. Jeez, uh, man, I went quick. It. Uh, I'm sorry here. I'm just trying to look up. <laughs> exactly what the numbers were here on this map. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, 224,000 for Tester and uh, 217 for Rosendale. So, is that 7,000? Yeah, let's see. Popular vote, 247,000 and yeah, 231,000. So. Oh, even even more. So, 
My image was outdated. I'm on. Uh, I'm just looking this up on Wikipedia. I figure that they are pulling it from somewhere somewhat reliable. But uh, yeah, you know. I wonder what Conservapedia has to say about this cool. uh, this election. You know, I I feel that we should uh, get someone to come on uh, to give us the numbers from that site at some point. Well, I've been working on recruiting another member. He's uh, he talks a big talk, but is reluctant. Uh, he probably doesn't want the exposure. Not everybody is as honest as us. There are people that are worried about voicing their opinion and and getting some some backlash uh, from the public on that. And uh, maybe that's a sign that they have a bad opinion, but <laughs> which I might argue. Uh, but we are pretty uh, forthcoming, uh, including. Uh, Going as far as to tell everyone who we're voting for. Sure, we stand by what you, uh, how you feel, Jim. No matter what, uh, you, when you're wrong, I feel you should stand up and say you're wrong. Um, when you're right, feel that you should stand by what you feel. Um, but if there's clear evidence that you're wrong, you should say it. You know. But you know, regardless, you know, you know we're there. Um, I just want somebody on here to give us another number, essentially. Tell me if this Wikipedia stuff is wrong that I'm looking at. Uh, another number, and maybe someone uh, to make us not so much of an echo chamber. Uh, mean, mean you aren't the same ideology um, by far, which certainly disagreed in a lot of issues, but in a lot we're, we're together, so I think a third voice you know, at times might be valuable to, to keep us in check, because uh, without a attention or an opposition if you you know just hear your ideas repeated back to you if you don't either strengthening your argument i'm of the opinion that uh although not a debate or anything tenuous or anything like that that uh when you're confronted with other facts and other ways of thinking it either strengthens yours or the way you think crumbles and you start thinking correctly so either those options are desirable in my opinion Correct. And if nothing else, I don't want this uh, podcast to be labeled as leftist shill podcast of any sort. I mean, if we go leftist shill, can we get on that payroll? I mean, As I say, like, I just feels very unfair um, to be given the label without the pay grade. Absolutely. We're certainly not the 1% or the uh, upper crust here. <laughs> very uh, grassroots Montana. You know. um, yeah, but reservations came through. Uh, you know, hard for Tester, it appears like. Definitely blue counties. And speaking of reservations, uh, we're getting a little bit out of our lane, and I'm really uh, blindsiding you by this, but North Dakota voter law, they're our immediate neighbors, so maybe not too far from us. Um, apparently things are not as they seem over there. I was, uh, you don't say. No, I was in a discussion on the subject and how, um, you know, uh, the trouble is the North Dakota requires that you have a physical address on your driver's license in order to be able to vote. And the issue is um, a lot of North Dakota or very rural North Dakota, specifically reservations, do not have physical addresses. They're using, a, it's called the Burke system, I believe it was, where they actually had to go through so people would, 911 would know how to get to your house. Rather than, oh, you just go to Joe's trailer and drive three miles up uh, <laughs> the road to the left and... <laughs> As I recall, you know, it's funny you mention that because um, I remember hearing that when they were trying to do, um, like, addressing and uh, just mapping for location data and stuff for the the counties, uh, they had an issue with uh, trying to get addresses set up for a lot of the Hutterite colonies because they would want to go put an address on, like, every building. 
and the Hutterites were staunchly against anything that potentially could get them taxed. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't discussed Hutterite issues uh, very much here, and obviously uh, another decent minority in the state, so we'll have to give them some more attention. I will admit to being somewhat ignorant on uh, on their issues here. So I didn't know uh, there were necessarily issues, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and throw my hand up there with you. In uh, ignorance, uh, I stand. Of uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think they're a demographic that listens to a whole lot of podcasts, uh, but maybe my perceptions are wrong. They could be our number one viewing source and we couldn't know. I could. They can uh, bring us to legitimacy here and uh, maybe those ad revenue dollars. Uh, we're still waiting on those from our... Uh, <laughs> Not so sponsors from the last couple of weeks. Uh, definitely some mix-ups within the mailing system, apparently. So, so I got into a discussion about the North Dakota, uh, Dakota voting law. They're really near to us, and I uh, learned some interesting facts about uh, North Dakota. They do not have any voter registration at all. And uh, according to them, there's a PDF that you can download directly from NorthDakota.gov, Secretary of State, whatever. Um, that outlays what you need to, to vote, which is a voter ID. And on the PDF, which seems like it's uh, outdated by the actual website that the PDF you know, comes from, um, makes no mention of um, tribal documents or tribal... They said the tribal ID was effective, but nothing about the addresses. There's enough uproar about it um, that the website now says that you can vote without an address provided you have a valid tribal document doesn't specify what that is um, but I do know that the uh, North Dakotan reservations were in a scramble they issued some 3,500 new tribal IDs to people just so they would have the opportunity to vote so apparently this was an issue but apparently according to the uh, Secretary of State website over there it wouldn't be an issue because any North Dakota document is sufficient to enable you to vote well, that's comforting to know so um I think it might, there might be something underhanded here. Either the left is making a big issue out of a non-issue, or the right, of which North Dakota is firmly right, updated the site after the fact. I was going to say, I, you know, not to say that the left would, uh, you know, never makes a big deal out of anything like that, because, you know, they are pretty quick to start screaming on things, but, um, I imagine that they wouldn't start screaming in the first place unless they had a pretty clear indication, because we had some uh, higher-up characters, didn't we, getting angry about this issue? Uh, I think the typical ones, uh, was Rosie O'Donnell in there, isn't she usually at the uh, the forefront of these things? Um, um, or is it Whoopi Goldberg? I, I can't be sure. Uh, was it, who knows, maybe it was Joy. Uh, either way, all three of them, my girls, love them, uh, views my shit. Anyways, uh, you know, it's, either way, it's a terrible thing if it is underhanded, like you say, but um, I I think that the left would make a big deal if it was legit like that, and I could see somebody changing it after the fact, but the thing is, if they changed it after the fact, um... Like, no, nobody ever addressed it when it was changed, and that's something I think does need to be addressed in that regard. 
it definitely underhanded if that did happen. Uh, so but looking at the PDF, which is sort of al it's almost a mirror image of the website that the PDF comes from that it that it links to, um, but obviously updated less because there's a you know PDFs are usually lagging behind. Um, it does say that the intent was to prevent voter fraud from out-of-staters who would um, go through the process of obtaining a North Dakota mail P.O. box and then go through the process of obtaining a North Dakota <laughs> driver's license um, for the sake of uh, <laughs> like, falsely voting in the North Dakota election. Um, do you have to, okay, like, okay, like, straight up, to do both of those things, can you do, do both of those things remotely? Or do you have to go stand in two separate government lines to do those? Because uh, I can, well, I that, can guarantee that's a physical presence in the state, isn't it? <laughs> if you have to, like that alone, I think constitutes enough time to vote. Um, actually, well, I mean, it doesn't. But like, who the fuck is gonna like? What kind of what kind of fucking scheme is it that like? Okay, we're gonna bus in thousands of people. To go register as new residents in all to in North yeah, sway the North Dakota election, which is solidly red. Um, and the PDF even says that, that has never happened in North Dakota. They don't think it will happen in North Dakota, but they say maybe it could. I just think that uh, they're at least acknowledging that that's not a thing that's going to happen. Furthermore, no absentee voting in North Dakota unless you are active military, deployed, or otherwise insolvent, in uh, shut-in, etc. So, it's not like Montana where you just mail it in. Um, wait, so, they already don't have absentees. So, wait, if you're a shut-in, that's not a, a excuse? No, if you are a shut-in or disabled, you can't leave your home for some reason. Oh, what so. if you, like, just hate leaving? Like, what can I just tell them, like, yeah, I, I, I'm just afraid of people? And then, well, I like it. If it's a if it's a disability, <laughs> then yes. Say, if I need a doctor's note, like, I just really don't want to come in, man. That's going to, so that has them in North Dakota at three different times. Um, assuming you need a North Dakota ID to get a North Dakota PO box, so you go. Well, that's at least one trip to the um, you know Williston or Minot, wherever you're, you're doing your facetious activities, yeah. and then a third trip on the actual voting day. So. I mean, if you're North Dakota three separate times, you're you're a resident. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of time, and and I can't imagine that their lines move fast either. Uh, well, I mean, then again, they could just because you know there's not a lot of people. But I mean, if you're in line with the thousands of other people who are in, involved in the same scheme as you, um, you know, I mean, at least you'll have something to talk about with the guys next to you in line. But it's still going to be very, very uh, irritating. Um, is this something that uh, maybe George Soros is doing to get some side cash for uh, from the oil bros up there, maybe? Uh, you know, maybe it's a, a personal vexation I mean, because if uh, that's, those are... If that's the case, the oil bros, um, like, a lot of them vote red, too, I thought, though, in that regard. Yeah, they do. The Solid red there. North Dakota is a bit more red than uh, Montana. So the uh, Democrat over there didn't really have a chance, in, in my opinion. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I don't see that being a, uh, leftist conspiracy compared to being one from the right as much. Uh, the North Dakotans. Speaking of which, uh, there was a humor article, and it, and it wasn't published as a, in the comic section in the North Dakota, Minnesota, 
All right, so. <laughs> it's okay. 24. Yeah, 2045. Uh, the Minnesota newspaper, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but had a humor article, and it was placed near the front about how um, they need to you know, make a wall to keep the North Dakoting riffraff out. And uh, I'm friends with you know, a select few North Dakotans who sort of went on a tirade about uh, the ineffectiveness of this wall and who's going to pay for this wall and how you can just fly over the wall <laughs> or go around the wall in South Dakota or... <laughs> We're, uh, oh, jeez. The irony was, uh, not lost on me. <laughs> you know, I, um, the only wall I would be okay with is one around Montana. Like, that's just to keep us in. Um, we're worried the wall works both ways. Uh, will also keep us in. Can't imagine a time when it would be, uh, we'd want to flee to Mexico, but crazier things have happened. It's um, it's an alright place here. I don't yeah. think it's that bad to be penned up here. We we do need a wall to the north, though. That I'm fully behind. Uh, we got to keep those Canadians out. As you know, nine of the eleven nine eleven hijackers um came through Canada. Hmm. Pretty suspicious, being it happened on nine eleven. Well, yep. Uh, Maybe I'm mixing up my numbers, but the majority of them did come in through Canada, and they're Saudi Arabian, by the way. Maybe a topic for another episode, but uh, we went all the way to Minnesota, so we're pretty far outside of uh, you know, our lane, so I'll do a shift back and uh, discuss the other race that is not a surprise to anybody. Gene Forte won. The body pulled it off again. Pulled it Slammed off again. right well, through this race. <laughs> I like what, see what you did there. Uh, Eleanor Swanson uh, did not uh, did, couldn't pull through at the last minute there. Uh, I unfortunately, he, was he up against Swanson? I thought it was Williams. Yeah, Williams and Swanson. Oh yes. Oh, I apologize. Swanson was the um, libertarian one, wasn't she? Yep. And uh, speaking of libertarian, Breckenridge pulled out in the last week. Um, but I <laughs> before I I was. I was when I thought Rosendale won, I was going to make the joke that, you know, maybe Brackenridge didn't pull out soon enough because he didn't because he got some 3% of the vote, which uh, if he was out completely, and uh, granted, this is Montana where 40% of the people vote early, so it'd have to be out very early, could have maybe swayed the election toward Rosendale if that's the way those voters went. Yeah, I have a feeling that the 3% that, you said it was 3%, correct? Yeah, I think it was 3%. Yeah, the people that voted for uh, Rec Breckenridge still that ended up in that 3% were probably the ones, uh, you know, those hardcore libertarians that we had talked about in the past, the sovereign citizen mountain men type that, uh, you know, steer clear of the Internet. Because remember, this is the guy who we could not find a website for at all, or like really any kind of online presence. And a little bit outside of our lane, but uh, Gary Johnson is apparently out of politics. Gary Johnson. Oh, Gary Johnson. Aleppo. Gary Johnson. <laughs> Aleppo. Um, he um, you know, made several statements of the fact he was running for the Senate in uh, New Mexico again. Um, he was their governor for a time, and, was, and he was able to win as a Republican, and he got 
less than 10% of the vote uh, in this one in a three-party or a three-person race. So um, and he said if uh, he does not win this election that he's uh, you know going to go continue climbing Everest and, and whatnot. I see. Well, So this is the last we'll hear of Gary Johnson, maybe. Uh, well, you know, best of luck to him climbing Mount Everest. Uh, some people do that and don't come back, but, you know, he's still... Uh, not his first time. Not his first rodeo up there. Yeah, well, you know, all, all the best to him then, you know. He uh, gave us some great moments there. That time uh, when he was doing the panel and uh, the lady started going off of marijuana and he acted like he was having a heart attack in front of her. That was pretty funny. Uh, oh, and when, or when he just stuck his tongue out at that other lady, I could just do this and nobody... Yeah, I think he's got the weed brain maybe, but... Yep. Even if he wasn't high at the moment. I, 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 you think that's what attributed to Aleppo's cause there? Uh, well, what is Aleppo? Who can know? I didn't I'm know not, anything I, about it. Well, um, you're also not a presidential candidate. Exactly. Good point. <laughs> I was not then, nor am I now. I have no comment. But, but a I common think it's man. I think it says something about our two-party system where, um, as a Republican, he can definitely win the majority in New Mexico to be their governor and exit as a very popular governor, then go on to run as president and have a, a losing bid, of course, because he went as a libertarian. But in his home state, where he was the popular governor, he could not get more than 10% of the vote simply because he was a libertarian. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, those guys have it a little rough there, being a third wheel. <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, you know, that's where we're at in politics, and they didn't—they didn't even have a Green Party or anybody to be act a spoiler, or even make him more legitimate. That's what we need to do: bring the Green Party back, so the Libertarians are more legit. Exactly. Uh, just gotta find some new funding, and they'll be all set. You know, so. Uh, Putin was funding. Is that where that funding came from? Because I have seen pictures of Jill Stein hanging out with Putin. Something on. Uh, it was it was red funding. I know that. Um, I believe it was from GOP, but uh, it was oh. hard to say. But um, now the cat's out of the bag. Either way, they got in trouble. Uh, the people funding it didn't. Is how that worked out. So going out of our lane a lot on this episode. So uh, to go Weird further out of our lane, let's go to, into international waters there, because uh, people continually say that uh, you're the leftist conspiracies and all that. Um, one I saw the other day uh, that I f thought was a little funny was, um, well, I guess not funny, but a little humorous. It sounds like Putin is starting to get back to his roots. Uh, well, I mean, and pillaging and... No, uh, or <laughs> which roots? That's just like... I mean, that's his first fiddle right there, fella. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking... Yeah, yeah, it's a normal uh, day in the office. Just, it's uh, <laughs> that's after he has his coffee, you know. Um, no, I'm, what I'm getting at is uh, he's getting back to his roots in that the, uh, the USSR, you know, we're uh, rise, comrade. We're getting the band back together, you know, is what it's oh. said. Um, that's what it like. We're people doing are, that dance again. Uh, somebody yeah. said it on Facebook, and then I went and looked it up, and it sounds like he actually did say like uh, like something to the flavor of the USSR should never have ex uh, disbanded. And I was like, ooh, somebody somebody wants to get back and uh, back to our roots. My goodness. 
Uh, well, that, that's a that's yeah, a bold like move, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. There is, that... is what a lot of people are suspecting, and uh, it's funny though because like the people that I saw suspecting that also uh, made mentions of um, like, of course, he would back the left in that regard, though, because you know leftists love communism and stuff, and um, I just can't help but think the whole time is like, man, you guys just don't. I, I keep feeling very misunderstood, you know. Uh, as am I on this this subject, because as of recently, he appears to, well, the Russia regime and, and Putin definitely has some leftist tendencies in them from the remnants of the old USSR, but he has some very right-wing authoritarian views as well. Which I believe is what he's clinging to in our uh, yeah, his support uh, of our current administration. Pretty on on par there with uh, Mister on the right. So it's um, hard to say that he would at all swing to the left at the last side. But at the same time, uh, and something that we pointed out there because I started having kind of a discussion with the fellow I was talking to you about this, is that the Russians are masters of manipulation in every sense. So you know, who knows? It could just be uh, them playing a, another game of, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Look, look left, I go right, uh, or whatnot. But I, I will uh, assert, and uh, as I've done many times before, that you know, communism and socialism and uh, all these social things are, you know, rarely about the actual, you know, outcome of those things. I mean, being communist is. Uh, or proposing a communist government isn't for the benefit of the people, but for the benefit of those in power. And, you know, if people were altruistic and there wasn't, it didn't lend itself to the abuse of power, perhaps communism could work. Uh, but unfortunately, as we've seen, yeah. so far not so you much. Know, people just get kind of pissed off when uh, so, they see others making a ton and this really great lifestyle and they're making shit. And in that regard, you know, that's why you see so much dismay in North Korea all the time still. But uh, no one here is advocating for communism. Yep. Uh, and you know, is it hard to say we just want to have our uh, fucking health insurance paid for? Or single payer, as they call it, or universal health care. Certainly different options there, but... Um, I don't know if the one thing I, or one of the things I don't like about Obamacare is the, how we're essentially subsidizing through the government a um, insurance industry, which have become record-breakingly profitable off of this. So, I mean, I understand that there's probably a means to an end, and it's the system we have here in America, but there's certainly got to well, be something that was essentially the issue with uh, Obamacare is everybody um, wanted to point the finger back at him as well, you made all of these issues, um, he wanted to fix all of them in the sense that he put through Obamacare with all the stipulations for things like, you know, pre-existing conditions, you know, shit like that that was not there before, um, put that through, and at that point, we're still a capitalist society, um, so the insurance companies at that point saw that coming and said, well, we still got to make our profit, got to make our nut. Only way to do that, we got to kick it up. And kick it up they did. And when they kicked it up, 
and everyone got that bill and said, what the fuck? He said, sorry, can't help you. Big guy in power did it to us, so we gotta do it to you. And then everybody below them that had the bill said, oh, it's that son of a bitch's fault. And meanwhile, everybody in the middle there at the insurance company is saying, yeah, real sorry about that, as they're shoving all that cash in their pocket. Yeah, we are a capitalist society. So it was, um, you know, foolish to think that something involving the private sector like this would uh, yeah, end up any so, differently, um, in my opinion. You know, it was a uh, it was a rough band-aid that had to be ripped off in that regard. Of um, there was no other way to really get the pre-existing conditions, I think, put in. And I feel like that was, you know, a main driving point behind it. Not to say that was the only reason it was there, but. You know, that and then just the stipulation that you now are required to have health insurance to make sure that everyone's covered, to make sure that everyone is able to be covered. Um, they're doing it still as humanitarianly as they could within that capitalist society, knowing that they were going to have to take that hit. Well, I think it might have been designed to fail, and um, designed to fail so we can implement single payer. Because um, one thing, I think I discussed this in one of the previous episodes, um, with the uh, libertarians not being so libertarian when they talk about repealing and replacing Obamacare, I think the actual libertarian standpoint would be the actual just only repealing. It doesn't need to replace and let the free market run its course, um, as it did years ago. So... But no Republican has that stance, as, from what I can see. And uh, if you know of one, I'll be uh, surprised and stand corrected. But um, all of them seem to be running on a platform of repealing and replacing. Yeah, they uh, want to get it out of there as quickly as possible. Um, only thing they want to happen faster is for Kavanaugh to become the judge it was, you know. Yeah, wasted no time on that. Uh, could waste, uh, what was it, over a year where there was a vacancy on the court, uh, um, during the Obama administration, but it was very exactly. important we get this one Which guy in right now. I would like to bring this back around to our point at the beginning of the show that I still feel it would be very beneficiary, at least at some point, for somebody with a more right-leaning view to come in and uh, uh, you know just offer a standpoint on that. Just because, like, I just want to hear, um, you know, some logical reasoning behind some of these moves, you know, and motives. Well, that would be nice to have, and maybe at some point uh, find somebody willing to take the dive with us here, but uh, the folks I have spoken to were worried that their political views might be used against them. So, you know, certainly there's somebody who wants to be, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh or Shapiro Jr. or something well, like you that. Know, uh, can't say that's what I was aiming for necessarily, but it would be nice, you know, I can't, it is pretty interesting to get in the car every day and be able to hear Rush every day talking about stuff, and knowing that that's his job and he gets paid to do that, come on and yell at the microphone about things. The golden microphone, the EIB golden yeah, microphone. Golden she uh, is. Well, that, well, he turned it into gold. That's uh, yeah. He's uh, 
he's still on 1450, I believe, over there, and uh, I'm not sure what station he's on over here. I think we have 970 yeah, Patriot you Radio. have Alex Jones over there, even. Yep, we have Alex Jones That's on the radio every else. night. I wish I should really do some scanning on the AM stations to see if he's on any, um, like maybe we have a rogue station or something, but for the most part, I've not heard him on. Uh, we do have the George Norrie at night. And George Norrie, in my opinion, killed and some Coast to Coast AM. And killed uh, Art Bell as well. Oh, uh, that was a uh, forty-some years of uh, assisted suicide. Forty years. <laughs> With four fifty, how long was it? Uh, that golden voice? Uh, you get that uh, the smoking. Excuse me. It was nine thirty. Um, Patriot Radio here in Missoula. Missoula's conservative talk leader. Yeah, Patriot uh, Radio. I thought assisted suicide was supposed to be like a quick thing. I didn't think. Uh, assisted by Marlboro. Uh, I see what you mean. Uh, the. the yeah. It takes a long time. They, of course, uh, 9.30 airs Michael Savage, of course. Um, looks like they do have Rush as well. And, of course, Alex Jones uh, ties off the night with us. Is he a... Uh, I'm wondering if they have Coast to Coast on there. 9.30 a.m. I was going to say, I, I want to see if Alex Jones is on any a.m. stations. Kate Falls. That's uh, KMPT. So, I haven't heard him over there, but there's very few AM stations over there. Um, there's 1450, 1310. Uh, I would like to know the inside story of that, because uh, if you drive by 1310, it says they were seized by the government after so many years of service. I'm not sure exactly uh, what they mean or how they were seized, so that would be Wait, in something interesting. In Great Falls, 1310 is no more. Uh, what, what was 1310? Tell me all about this. I knew nothing of this. Uh, 1310 did a lot of old-timey music, and other times they had a... I guess they would be oh, the equivalent of Patriot I'll Radio. They were probably doing some sort of, like, independent... Um, you know, kind of like what... Uh, maybe... I bet you they were letting some podcasters on for, uh, you know, a couple bucks a night. You know, instead of doing doing a... The hosting, right. <laughs> they were uh, under. You know, may, maybe they were. They had they had some good content before sure. they. I'm uh, saying, like, in order for the they went to down, take them out, but like, uh, you have to really screw up in order for the FCC to get involved and like shut you down. So, like, they must have been having like somebody come in and uh, spewing off on the air that shouldn't have been, or uh, you know, who knows? It could have been something financial or something on the books, but. 1310 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, K-E-I-N, which is uh, no more. Yeah, they had some of that content later at night, um, but it's listed as a nostalgia station, as it was. Hmm. And it was a... Uh, yeah, during the day, it was a lot of that nostalgia music and such. They'd have uh, talk radio on there at night. At least towards the end, maybe that's uh, what uh, did their demise in. And uh, for you guys over there, I see uh, KMON, of course, the, the classic. I, I think the most powerful AM station in the country. Or they're operating at peak uh, 10,000 watts, or they were at some point in time. 10,000 be the ERP limit for AM radio stations. Of course, 100,000 for FM. But uh, they were, at one time, the most, uh, definitely most powerful on this side of the country. 
So now they just play country all day long. The K E I N thing is that you saw. Was that like just recently? Uh, okay, a couple years, I, I think, when I noticed. Wikipedia here. I'm going to read it here. It says, off the air. K-E-I-N was off the air for quite some time. According to the property owner, Creed Evans, somebody broke into the transmitter building in January 2011, switched off the breakers, and killed the signaling. Uh, Munson Radio President Steve Dow owned the license for K-E-I-N, but he is locked out of the transmitter building because of a court order. <laughs> That order in favor of Evans, who filed suit against Dow, was for failing to keep insurance and to maintain the facility. While Evans owns the facility, he lacks the expertise and authority to turn the station back on. Records show the station is still silent as of May 2013. And then after that, it says that... Um, FCC show was back on air. Uh, the filing was granted on April 24th of 2014. It's yeah, off the air now. KTZZ is a sister station. What's that? Conrad. Uh, Conrad. So uh, your AM radio stations are actually any AM radio stations are few and far between. Said 560, uh, 1310 is is no more. 1400 only does sports. Uh, if they're even still on the air, uh, that I'm not even sure about. But of course, 1450. Yeah, 1450 will never die. They're um, they've got commercial backing there, so they'll be around forever. But you know, I really hope that they can get Alex Jones on. I didn't know. I don't know why they ever took him off. Like, they uh. Did I couldn't say if 1450 ever had him, um, but over here Patriot Radio certainly does. And another thing I found that you know AM radio is dying, unfortunately, even in uh, newer vehicles. And I've been in quite a few newer ones, getting a new truck here, but the AM radio is not up to par. The you know 10 year old upgraded radio in my F150 hits incredible AM reception compared to anything modern, which is disappointing. For miles and miles and miles, you know. Yeah, it's uh, one of the fun things I did as a kid was uh, playing with name radio and seeing what stations I could receive. And I just thought that uh, the time for doing that was over because I've you know, tried to relive that in some late night drives and haven't been able to and haven't been able to pick up any AM radio stations. But come to find out, they're, they're still out there and it's just uh, my equipment. Uh, don't put too much stock in Toyota AM radios. Let's see. One second here, I'm... Looking up to see if I can find Alex Jones's uh, radio block in Great Falls. I think I might have found it here. But let's see if I can strike. I will say he's quite the entertainer. Okay. Let's see. No. <laughs> Oh, that, that is so disappointing. Only ways to stream him, it sounds like. That is, oh, that's very disappointing. Well, uh, I guess uh, Great Falls doesn't get <laughs> the voice of freedom. here, apparently. <laughs> well, 
Well, that he has. I mean, they can take him off of Google. They can take him off of uh, a YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I think they they all hit at the same time. We discussed that in a previous episode, but I guess they can, in fact, take him off the radio waves. Yeah. I mean, I guess somebody could start up their own radio station and put it on, but that'd be expensive. Yeah, we, we knew a guy who tried to do that once, and it uh, didn't work out for him. Maybe we'll get the story one day. Uh, one day. It's a, it's a hard story to get, uh, fortunately. Um, but fun fact about radio, that's the old uh, radio joke, what's the difference between FN and AM radio waves? And the answer is that the AM waves lean further <laughs> to the right, and there is yeah, definite truth to that. Left voices on AM stations, that is for sure. Yeah, since, uh, was that Air Radio or Air One Radio? Uh, I forgot what it was, but it went on. It was supposed to be the liberal answer to the, uh, you know, right-wing radio that was being very commercially successful in the 90s, and it, you know, failed terribly, as I recall. But, um, I think it was the 90s. It was Clinton that actually deregulated radio, because at, uh, one point in radio for, I guess, most of the radio's history in America, if you wanted to have a political voice on, you had to try to give equal time to an opposing viewpoint and most radio stations just simply avoided you know that sort of it's commentary and pundit talk uh, too difficult to try know and schedule now. that many people absolutely not play the sports and that's exactly what they did sports and entertainment um, so when that uh, when that was deregulated that was during the Clinton administration uh the best Republican president we've ever had, in my opinion. Uh, he's all for the things. Uh, more on that later. But um, these guys, like, it made a venue for the Rush Limbaugh's and the Savages and and uh, the Hannity's, who started off in radio, of course, to, um, you know, be commercially successful and to do their thing. And we've seen yeah, what's happened uh, with that now. They're sitting pretty at the top of the tower at the moment. But, uh... Oh. We'll see. Golden microphone from Hannity, is or hap- uh, is his there. silver? Um, maybe. You know, the week is about to start, Jim. Um, who's to say what's about could go down? Uh, oh, there there could be subpoenas and indictments flying, yeah. you know, left and right. Who knows? People are so angry about elections, not just here, but like uh, the other states. Florida is a mess right now. Still a mess, I heard. Um, <laughs> we'll have to wait for the official. Uh, are they doing a recount, I or they're suing for a recount, recount or something along those that lines? Was granted, and it's being processed currently. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Um, oh, was it Florida in two thousand four? With the recount. Yeah, Florida with, is with uh, Al Gore. We for Gore. <laughs> <laughs> So Florida. Florida. Yeah, it, it was Florida because Jeb, because Jeb Bush was <laughs> Jeb, Jeb was the governor, and uh, they did a recount. They're like, yeah, 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 Bush wins. No, 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 we, we checked, we checked. Counter four it's times. All good. No, right there on the board. See where it says Bush. That's the winner. So. You know, yeah. in the what background, a different time it would be. George is yeah, on the phone. There, like, Come on, buddy. Counts. Oh, 
Don't worry, we'll, we'll get you in there one day too. Your, your time's coming, I, I swear. Uh, dude, because Jeb is I the person we could should not have had. Up a crowd of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> There's a problem. Uh, low energy low Jeb energy is Jeb, that yeah. what uh, Trump called him? Well, he's what uh, really <laughs> killed it for him. Um, well, what really killed it for Jeb was Jeb's IT manager. Because Jeb had a dying chance there, but would really kill, and, you know, he probably had zero chance before this, but what really just was the nail in the coffin was when Trump bought his domain. Remember that? Let's see well, if I can find That is here. a brilliant move. Brilliant. Uh, obviously, Trump has read The Art of War, so, <laughs> brilliant. I'm just I, if I, can I find do not it. recall still that. still got the uh, Trump stuff on it, that would be hilarious. JetBush.com. Jeb. Now they dropped it. <laughs> no one, no one wants the domain now. Yeah, they gave it back. They <laughs> didn't even sell it back. They just <laughs> were done. But uh, yeah, with indictments and news, uh, Zinke could be out. Uh, that was sort of an exciting turn of events. I've been hearing about the uh, daily dose of Zinke, as some people call about certain malfeasances he may have been involved in. But um, apparently it's not all left-wing, you know, mudslinging. There's apparently some, some credence to these allegations. So See, that's a little concerning there. Um, you know, I always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, just knowing his military record and all that. He was a pretty admirable fellow, but um, the more and more I've looked at him as he's become the interior, the more and more I suspect that he's going to steal or has already stolen Christmas. Or the uh, Declaration of Independence, possibly? Uh, that, too. That's a uh, different time. Or was that a different there, but, uh, timeline? Those eyebrows, here. man. He, uh, uh, a sinister looking fellow there. Uh, so, you know, if looks could kill, uh, this guy potentially did cause some malfeasance. Yeah. Well, more than just looks, he, um, all the regular malfeasance that he's been accused of and has been accused of for some time, because I didn't put much credence to these allegations because I thought it was just, you know, the left being the left. Um, but they're real, and the Pacific one is he, uh, benefited from, I think it was a resort in Whitefish, or, uh, Something with Halliburton, something to that effect. He uh, benefited through uh, executive decision uh, financially, which uh, you cannot do, obviously. So um, there'll be a a new secretary coming up here, possibly, and and looks like Trump has not taken the hard line to back him as we've seen Trump do before, even with people that were you know well wrong. Trump's whole game plan right opinion. now is really so, changing up compared to what it used to be. So. He's adapting for the midterms, well, you're saying? Well, that or an indictment or subpoena, maybe. Who knows, you know? Probably the midterms. Let's go with that. He, yeah, that, well, statistically, the um, sitting president's party, you know, loses during the midterms. Um, so it was not the massive loss that I think, uh, you know, a lot of people would have liked. But it's not, you know, it's 
it, it's canon for how these things usually work. There's supposed to be some loss. There's supposed to be like this presence getting out of control. Let's keep him in check a little bit. There's supposed to be some of that. Um, it's sort of, uh, you know, perhaps purposefully designed that way. <laughs> so, um, but we'll see if Republicans will be able to get anything done because, you know, they, uh, you know, lost some seats but gained, uh, was it the, sen the House that they gained and they lost the, uh, Senate, or was it the other way around? I Maybe believe they maintained control of the... God, Jesus Christ, I don't even know. Yeah, we're far outside of our no, lane here, no, because uh, this I isn't know. Montana at all. The one that Tester's in, so the Senate, is still... The, the Senate. Yeah, Republican-controlled the Senate. In the Senate. House, right now, though, is Democrat. Wow, Tester isn't There's even a majority position over there. Thorn so. in the side. That's all he is. Yeah, he put a lot behind him, and that that didn't pan out. Um, you know, maybe if they had a you know a guy that was from Montana, certainly there must be some Montana Republicans that are uh, electable. But uh, some they just had the wrong guy here. If there was an actual Montana guy who had a platform, in my opinion, he. He would have gotten in. Tester somebody down. That could have gone up there and they could have played John Denver's Country Boy and, like, had it been, you know, legit. Legit. Whenever I think of Country Roy Moore, yeah. like, comes to mind. Uh, times have changed. You no longer have the respectable image of the rustic, uh, independent cowboy. Uh, you so ruined it, Roy. Is that his campaign song? I don't know what his campaign song, oh. but that's what came to mind when you no, said I, that. That was just uh most memorable scene for me for Country Boy was from Son in Law with Polly Shore. Gets in the uh combine. Way off track. Anyways, right. um yeah, uh so Tester he's just gonna be a huge ass pain in uh Trump's side still. For six more years. Yeah, six more and I don't I'm not sure how Tester's taken this. I mean, when one of his campaign uh, points was how many bills he's introduced and how cooperative he is with President Trump. So I don't know if his tone on that's going to change as you know an fu, or if he's going to you know stay the line and uh, and I think that you know tr a lot of Trump's values values quotation marks because I, I don't know if he has any values yeah. at all um, other than his sure. talking points. Uh, <laughs> if his position his positions line up pretty closely with you know the average Montana's position in my opinion, so uh, I don't know if Tester will you know realize that recognize the people that elected him his electorate and and continue you know essentially supporting Trump while not being outright about it like all the Republicans are, or if he will you know give him a big middle that finger. That hard to say. I think we'll see if there is any kind of change. You'd see it right yeah. as uh, there's another election for. The next presidential election is when you'd see any sort of change on that. Yeah, it would be interesting. Uh, I mean, the uh, Trump did distance himself or did point out the people that didn't embrace him. He even called it the embrace in a cringeworthy speech, in my opinion. But if uh, we're going to see more Republicans uh, you know, go that direction because the uh, you know, Trump kiss wasn't the effective thing for him, as we saw in the Rosendale election here. Yeah, uh, Trump kiss definitely seemed to give him a bad case of herpes there. 
Well, that unfortunately uh, never goes away. Say, well, he has he did he mention if he would rerun? If Rosendale would rerun, well, maybe he did not. Uh, no comment there. <laughs> He'll develop some real estate over Does there. Does he still hold a residence in Maryland? Uh, dual residency? I I cannot say. He moved here to. I mean, is there anything less Montanan than you know moving That's to Montana to develop real estate? Yep, he can. Oh, he could be voting uh, in two elections, and you yeah, know, we can't uh, have that. I don't know what. Like straight up, I want to know where he was on election day. Oh, hopefully, <laughs> not in Maryland. <laughs> Depends on where yeah. his vote had more sway. Where, was there yeah, another maybe one? they do but, absentee you know, over I mean, there. It's hard to but. say. I just uh, I feel we have to check North Dakota's rules. Still very but, strongly. Um, oh. You know, if you're going to run on immigration as such a hard stance policy, and I say all that stuff beforehand, obviously sarcastically, because I don't feel that way, but um, if you're going to run hardly on immigration like that, don't, don't put up an immigrant. Exactly, and uh, even to tout it in your own campaign ads, which just seemed odd, and granted it's in-country, but, you know, there's nothing less Montana value than that. I mean... People, it's the equivalent yeah, of a carpetbagger, in my opinion. You know what, Jim? That if you were to look it up in Wikipedia and read out the definition to a group of school children, uh, they would probably make the same correlation. So I think you're right on par with that. And um, it, yeah, it's just very. It, it, it's almost insulting. I feel I don't see how uh, everyone. Was all gung ho for it there with that in mind. I know that they were just out of sheer hatred for Tester, but at the same time, out of sheer hatred for Tester, I, I don't see why they wouldn't be like, no, absolutely not that guy. Let's pick somebody who's from the state still. Um, you know, I just. Who's from the state who's known? I mean, there must be some native. Republicans, or are these all just wealthy out of state millionaires? So it's just Gianforte, who also out of state, and and also a millionaire. So Rosendale, out of state millionaire. I mean, is that the the values that the Republicans are putting up? That the only qualifications to run for them is that you're a millionaire, and it doesn't matter where you're from. There's certainly some Montana native millionaires that yeah. are Republican. And I don't even want. They just need to find uh, them. You know, a millionaire necessarily. I don't think it's not, you know, that great of an idea. I just want somebody from Montana. I want, you know, um, I don't know who even even uh, the name on it would be, but a representative from somewhere like, you know, Ekalaka or Broadus to you know throw up a nomination and uh, you know go for the gold on that one. Well, if they had an actual candidate, and <laughs> uh, I saw a, a meme that was definitely a joke that <laughs> it had a picture of uh, Tester and Rosendale because yeah. they both got the uh, the flat top. They're like, Montana, one million people, and yeah. apparently uh, one barber. I think I saw that one as well. <laughs> back on, if, yeah, if, it would have been a different election if they had somebody that was native and had you know some values. 
So I don't know why they, you know, decided Rosendale was their their best bet uh, here. Weird flex, but okay, definitely. Well, we've covered uh, Rosendale, of course. Uh, that election test of the winner, uh, Gianforte, uh, bringing home the uh, the win as well. Uh, for the small elections, 185 and 186 both failed, which I, I didn't think was too surprising. A lot of gas station advertising that's apparently is effective. Yeah, I wonder, you know, I didn't go me. into any gas stations during the election period there, so I didn't have to interface, but like, I wonder if the uh, cashiers were at all pushing for that. Or if they had, are they allowed to have signs inside? I don't think they are. But, uh. Yeah, they bet they best just stick either to way, the work. Either way, though. It didn't go through, so whatever. Uh, you can smoke, just smoke it up there. Uh, tax, not not as taxed as much, you know. Just still heavily taxed, but, uh. Still heavily taxed. You know, still, we, we won you know, this Pretty battle. heavily taxed. So I should say you did. I, I voted yes, but, um. You know, that was just a personal thing for me. So whatever. I'm I'm still not like I'm not upset yeah, that it went through. I I can understand why people didn't want it to, and I I'm down with that too. Whatever, it's cool. And that one was not even close. Nor there was the mining initiative. Uh, there is not a mining initiative. That's uh that's that's done for. So, um, that was the one to require um, yeah, upfront funds or. You know, basically, an insurance ah, policy with the people that, that you can clean up your mines. Uh, you know, before you actually do it. Yep, that one failed by a smaller margin, but uh, still, I guess the Montanans felt that there's already enough safeguards uh, in place as it is. So, interesting time for sure, in my opinion. Uh, I wonder how Butte uh, voted on I that subject. I'm willing to bet they uh, voted where their bank accounts were at. Yeah, that's a good point. I figured they would go the other way, but uh, and uh, rent is very low in Butte, so uh, if you're looking to start a small business, that is the place to be. And I suppose that's a uh, good enough spot for our small business shout-out. I'm going to Pork Chop John's in Butte. The food isn't particularly exceptional, but is a Butte classic and a Butte staple, and you have to experience it. And I'm only going to Pork Chop John's because best burger that was downtown is now closed it's hard to keep up with these butte businesses coming and going I but uh pork chop john's as well i'm just not a pork chop guy i didn't figure that out until i went to pork chop john's because i never had a pork chop before but uh if you like pork chops that place is definitely up your alley like they're pretty good um they also have burgers what which you know I thought it was. Yep, they have burgers at Pork oh, Chop John's, and I've gotten a few of them. They're not, like I said, the food isn't exceptional, but it's a staple of Butte in my opinion. So I think one of the times I was there, I was like, "Ah, oh, you guys have burgers. I'm feeling a burger," and I'm talking to the guy. And of course, what does he care? He just makes minimum wage to you know put patties on a bun. And he's, I'm asking him. I was like, "All right, I understand you have burgers, and I understand you tell me they're good, but is it good enough to like?" knock at a pork shop sandwich and the guy's like well you know why don't you just have both and it blew my mind so they i don't remember what they call it, but it's the pork shop and then a burger patty cheese in between of course all your toppings i guess mustard mayonnaise is the typical but you can get what you want um 
and it was it was great. And now every time I'm in Butte, I have to stop at Pork Chop John's to uh, get one of those burgers. Sounds like you're Burger stopping at Chicken, Flavor Town as there. it might be. <laughs> and who's the uh, mayor of Flavor Town? Ah, uh, uh, it's Fieri. Isn't Guy it? Fietti. <laughs> I'm going. I'm calling him Fietti. So, the uh, pork chop sandwich from Pork Chop John's you can actually get from Food Services of America. So other businesses, uh, such as the Fifth Street Diner in downtown Great Falls, can make you a pork chop sandwich. Really, that's good to know. Now you know. All right. Uh, well, I think we're over an hour in, and we'll put this one in the books, and maybe try to stay more on topic uh, during our next podcast, or there'll be. Certainly, there's no lots doubt. of things to talk about um, in wheat. We're certainly more on topic next time around. Great news for everyone. Uh, everyone that's been holding out, faithfully listening to all of our podcasts. Great news. More, better audio equipment on the way. Uh, recording on my side of the house will be much more improved than what it has been currently. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm recording on the exact same equipment that... Uh, you will be on next week, so you can expect this sort of same audio quality on, on your end. and Or next week, later this week, we'll see. So we'll go ahead and go through our, our business shout-outs and then go ahead and wrap this one um, up. Geez, well, kind of small business shout-outs we even do here today. Let's go ahead and uh, go with the just local businesses, uh, not businesses, local newspapers from the uh, around the state. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, I'm, I'm all on board on that. I think I had a few of them listed out here. And those are the sources that, of course, you know we're looking for and probably need your help to, to come down here. Indeed. Uh, so we got the electricgf.com here, MissoulaCurrent.com, the YellowstoneCountyNews.com, MTStandard.com, ButteNews.net, BozemanDailyChronicle.com, and the valleyjournal.net particularly uh, privy to the Valley Journal myself there yeah I've looked through it here and it uh, good journalism free journalism it appears like so that's good Um, a few of the main players in there we of course had the Montana Standard Classic and Butte I think owned by Lee Enterprises I might be wrong Um, yell at me if I am and the Bozeman Daily Chronicles of course the big newspapers there that we put in our list but Certainly uh, worth reading yeah, through. I uh, really would like to commend the Valley Journal here for not having a paywall of any sort on theirs. You know, that's something you don't get with the uh, the papers there, right? And it's a business model that I I don't understand because you don't expect uh, to pay for things on the Internet. To ensure that everyone's going to read incognito. I mean, it's so simple to get around or just not read at all. I mean, they certainly must have stats on how many people hit the paywall, and then there's but nah. I'll, yep, I'll go to the uh, second link. The one thing I've found that is a pretty good source, well, not, I wouldn't say a good source necessarily, but I have a feeling it's a source that a lot of people find is on Reddit. If you just go to the comments, a lot of other users will usually just paste part of the stories within the comments from that article. And, uh, you know, at that point, why even bother reading it? We've got a summary right here. 
Exactly. And uh, now our business affairs, we are, of course, uh, Montana underscore voices at gmail.com. On uh, Facebook, we're Montana Voices. Twitter, that was Montana Voices uh, or underscore voices. Montana right. underscore voices. All right, maybe the listeners are understanding why I usually have you do this. All right, so Facebook, um, Twitter, email. Facebook, Did I miss Twitter one? And email. That is currently all we have for the time being. We'll uh, be back probably next week with a couple more different platforms. I have a feeling we're going to try and jump on a couple more ships here as well. And maybe not an extortionist uh, podcast host Indeed, would be uh, um, great as I, well. I, in this regard, I can somewhat feel what... Uh, Alex Jones is going through trying to find a home for his platform. Uh, you know, this, this wayward ship is going to find a dock somewhere. Uh, somewhere, it just matters of uh, how much. My goodness. But, uh, you know, it's more painful when it's a monthly subscription that you have to pay for. I mean, obviously, we have bought an equipment for this, and so we're, you know, the idea of spending money isn't foreign to us. But doing it monthly to somebody else for seemingly something you get, you know, nothing tangible back for is yeah, we'll different. Yeah, see about that. So. Might have just be coming at you live from YouTube here for a little bit. But either way, you know, we'll uh, find a presence. We'll, we'll get back at it with something good. Well, thanks for listening. Episode Indeed, coming at six you in week. the books. Stay tuned.